This is the Think Courageously Podcast. I'm your host, Deb Cummins-Stilato, and I'm here to challenge successful women like you to find the courage to make pivots so that you can ignite your life and expand your limited thinking about change. I'm a certified life and leadership coach, and I'm excited to share my stories and insights into igniting energy from within. When I was a kid, I had a poster on my wall with a quote from Helen Keller, life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. Are you ready for a daring adventure? Are you looking for the best version of yourself? If so, you're in the right place. Let's embrace the adventure of sparking potential together. Well, hello and welcome to the Think Courageously podcast. I'm your host, Deb Cummins-Stilato. And as always, I am delighted to be here with you. I decided this week that I would go solo. We've had so many amazing guests. It's been such a fun summer of guests. But I decided to go solo today uh, as we've hit September. And we're ready for, I think, a new reset. At least I'm ready for a new reset. So I thought today I would share a little bit of my own journey looking back over the last six months and where I think I'm going to end up with my own COVID story. So when all of this started, one of the things that I really encouraged my clients to do was be intentional about the story that they wanted to share at the end of COVID, Uh, the story that you might share with your grandparents, I mean, your grandchildren, um, or your, uh, you know, your future self in five years. And so I've been thinking a lot about that and where my own journey has gone in the last six months with this virus and this quote unquote new normal. I recently saw a quote from Seth Gooden that I I love Seth Gooden, and he talked about it's no longer the new normal, but it's about the normal of now. And I found this to be really impactful for me and hopefully for you. What does it look like moving forward with the normal of now? But before we get to my new normal of now, I wanted to share a couple stories with you about what the last six months has meant to me. And I think the word paradox has been one that many of us have used as we've gone through this journey together. And for me, the COVID journey actually started on March 15th. So on March 15th, My husband went to Wegmans. Not a big, huge story there. But he went to Wegmans without me. I was at another grocery store. We were just sort of stocking up on things. And I got a call from our local uh, emergency response team that he had had a seizure in Wegmans and they were taking him to a trauma center. And that's literally how our COVID journey started together. And... Long story short, with the seizure, is that he's fine. It was a very weird uh, one-time instance. And he, you know, through this last six months, he's had every test. He had an EEG where he came home. He was wearing this delightful white gauze, like, hat with a tube sticking out of it. It was really um, an interesting look. But 
he is fine. But what happens when you have a seizure is that they take away your driver's license. So my husband, who loves to drive, and of course, like all of us, likes to be independent, lost his driver's license. And that created a whole other COVID journey than what either of us had expected. I became Deb, the Uber driver. And again, in this world of paradoxes, some would say that this couldn't have happened at a better time because if he had had this instance uh, during our usual daily routine, it would have been Uber X. Uber XX, because all I would have been doing is driving him back and forth to work all day. But because of COVID, he was able to work at home and I did not have to drive him as much. But that created the next story, which was us working together uh, remotely from home. And I know that so many of you have had that experience of, you know, either having worked from home prior to COVID and then having your partner join you in COVID or both of you starting together. And for me, I think the first thing I felt was kind of resentful that he was in my space, but uh, we figured it out. So in the last six months, we built his man cave, which was his dream where all his bobbleheads live uh, and all his Philly sports gear lives. It's pretty cool. Um. And so that's been really fun. But I think one of the things that I've really learned and have learned to appreciate about my husband is he's a lawyer. I thought I knew how he would show up for work every day based on um, how he is at home. But what I really found out is that my husband, who is an attorney, is really like an amazingly good listener and compassionate person and treats his clients with such dignity and respect. And he's a litigation attorney. So people come to him after they've experienced some sort of painful experience. And I'm going to say that it was kind of cool to watch him in action. Uh, I always thought of him as a bulldog, but he was actually more of a golden retriever than a bulldog. Um, watching him in his practice. So that's been that's been pretty interesting. Um, and we learned, like when he was going into his lawyer mode, I learned to just close the door in my office because um, the coach and the lawyer living together was an interesting paradox. And I'm talking about it in past tense because he literally just got his license back two days ago. Um, he also had a total knee replacement during this time and he literally got cleared yesterday. So I am feeling like I'm pivoting back to uh, my own space, what it feels like for me to be doing my work, which is, I'm not going to lie, it's kind of joyful. Um, But I wanted to share something else. So we've had this working together experience, which I've learned a lot about myself from and learned a lot about him from. But I think the other part of COVID that I've really been experiencing is this notion of accumulative grief. Um, And I've started to listen to other people's podcasts and have been reading uh, a bunch of books about this. Um, I ordered a book called, I'm trying to look at the name, Sweet Sorrow. That's about this concept of cumulative grief. And 
it's been hitting me really hard. And since I did my solo podcast the last time, I've really had a rough time walking through this grief place. And, you know, I think courage right now is about, it's really about leaning into these perpetual pivots and allowing yourself the space for it. So last week, I my neck started to feel terrible again, which always triggers in me the pain, body pain always triggers an emotional trigger of pain for me. And I started to really down spiral with my own thoughts last week. It was really not a good place. Um, my daughter and my husband will tell you this, that I was just really sad and I felt myself just um, really feeling overwhelmed with a sense of loss, sense of loss about, you know, the future. Many of you I've been seeing like, what does that future look like? No vacations, no, nothing to look forward to. Uh, all the things that we love, my husband and I both really love concerts and we both love, we love live concerts. We love sporting events. And those things aren't happening. And we love what Brene Brown talks about, like this collective celebration, right? Which happens at a concert, which happens at a sports game, um, which I felt many times like we actually got to see the 2008. We were at the 2008 Phillies games when they were playing in the World Series. And that was just a collective joy. And now what we're experiencing together is, uh, again, in Brene Brown's terms, this collective grief. And as we're watching uh, so many things on television that are collectively creating triggers for us, whether it's violence or whether it's this crazy politics or whatever it is for you, it just adds up. That's all I can say. It just adds up. And for me personally, I realized last week that, that these things like the anticipatory grief, the collective grief, and then quite honestly, my own grief of my parents' uh, death in the last two years really caught up to me in a big time way. Uh, my father, the anniversary of my father's death, the first anniversary is coming up in uh, today, September 2nd. So that was September 19th. So that's um, coming up. And my mom's unexpected traumatic uh, passing is coming up on September 20th. And so something happens in your brain or something happens in my brain that I think creates this focus on those events, right? It's just these milestones. And my mom would have also had a birthday in August. It would have been her 85th birthday. And so that's when this grief started setting in. And I really realized that um, I didn't like where I was. And I reached out to a few of my very close friends and my coaches to talk about some of the things that were going on. But I just wanted to share with you because sometimes, you know, sometimes in this podcast and sometimes in my social media, I think there's this perception that, oh, she's happy and she's perky and listen to her. And um, yeah, I am mostly that. But when I realized that I was doing this thing called down spiraling that my friend Rebecca has coined um, and her company Inspireworks, I decided that it was really important that I look at 
taking care of myself in a different way. And so I reached back out to my grief counselor. And it was a evening last week that this happened. And I said, you know, I just, I just think that what happened was when my mom died, I was, I gave myself the space to grief and I uh, used a grief counselor, but I did not do that when my father died because he had been sick for a long time. So um, I think what, again, I've realized is on the sort of looking back, the hard part of this story is that we all have to figure out when we need that extra support, whether it's with a coach helping them. You know, I do coaching around energy levels, and I know that that has been super helpful for so many of my clients, or whether for me, it's um, really a very specific situation where I need to reach out for very specific help. And um, so re-engaging with my grief counselor seemed like a really important thing right now. And I just wanted to share that story. And I think um, all of this is connected to this concept that, you know, pain is inevitable, but suffering is a little bit different. Can't remember the quote right now, but we can all have pain and we all do have pain, but how we turn it around is, is where the learning comes from and where the courage comes from. Um, and yeah, you know what? I feel sometimes like very challenged by the fact that my own definition of being courageous is facing multiple challenges and finding uh, the hope in all of that. So one of the things I'm going to start, I'm going with my turnaround, my turnaround, my up spiral, is that I am going to be working on myself the next six months in a space of moving from the grind to the unwind. And I've actually asked my coaches to help me with this. So moving from the grind to the unwind. And, you know, starting a business and having a successful business takes an incredible amount of effort. If you have ever tried to do that, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But I... I'm really celebrating my success right now because it's actually been a really great opportunity for my business the last six months to do some things that are different, but I've been working super hard. So one of the things, the story that I want to tell at the end of the year is that I've really learned how to go from grinding in the habits and the discipline that it takes to have your own business to unwinding by creating processes that, you know, are duplicatable or programs that have a larger uh, reach for more people, but in a different format. So one of the things that I'm looking forward to um, in this next phase of the normal of now is treating myself a little bit more kindly, finding more space to create the unwind from the grind. So that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is really feeling that the word community has taken on a very different meeting, meaning at this time. And so um, as some of you know, I offer the 
opportunity for people to create a safe place on my Facebook page or my Facebook group called the Think Courageously Community. And we have a book club. And this month we read uh, Braving the Wilderness by, woohoo, woohoo, hands up, Brene Brown. And our focus in the book club was around creating community and creating a sense of belonging. So one of the other things that I'm really committed to and I'm going to keep showing up for is creating that community, is creating that Think Courageously Facebook community. So if you're not there, I really would love you to join me there and join the other women who are there around Thinking Courageously. And actually, what I really want you to do is instead of just being a voyeur um, in terms of what I'm putting out there in terms of message step up. I really want to build a community of women who can think courageously. And like, I don't want to be the only one sharing my story. I want other people to be sharing the story. So I really hope that that can become a safe place for community for all of us. And hopefully this podcast does that as well. But the the community is really where a lot of this connecting with women who are looking to think courageously can happen. Like, I don't think that we have a lot of those places where we are redefining success or we're defining courage or we're talking about pivots. So come on, come on and jump in and show up. I'm really hoping you'll do that. Um, And I think the other takeaway, the third takeaway for me that I wanted to share is really getting clarity, right? So living in the space that we've been in, has created a fair amount of anxiety, ambiguity. Where am I going? Where, you know, what's my internal compass telling me? But guess what? We are where we are in this normal that we're living in now. And so I've really clarified my own purpose, my own purpose in life, trying to uh, work towards joy and really creating more purpose within my business around my own mission. And I really think this work around personal mission statements, very powerful. I hope all of you are leaning into this opportunity to create more clarity for yourselves around what the future looks like for you. I think we have to get out of this conversation around the new normal. I think we have to move forward. We have to pivot into these opportunities that we have around redefining ourselves. And, you know, it took me almost two years to get clear about the Think Good Company, but I've done it, which I'm super excited about. I have a new website, um, the Think good company website. I have three buckets that I'm talking about, the learn it, the lead it, the live it buckets. I've gotten clarity for myself and that feels so much better than where I was six months ago, which was I was still struggling to figure some of that out. So I really open, want to open the door for all of you to think about those things that I'm talking about. This idea of um, looking forward around redefining yourselves, around creating community, around finding a great community that you can be part of. If it's not the Think Courageously community, find another community. I know I uh, get great inspiration from my friends who are part of what I call the abundance group. Uh, I am also part of the light beamers community, which my dear friend April facilitates. Find a space where you can build your community, where you can really 
find purposeful women, uh, purposeful people in your life. And again, redefining that sense of purpose and clarity for where you're heading. I think if you can focus on those things, you'll start to feel a little bit more energetic and find something fun that you, I think that's so important, right? I mean, I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm like, what's fun? What's my fun? I I live in a house with pets. They're pretty funny. Uh, today, one of my cats got stuck behind my garbage cans and I couldn't close the door uh, to that garbage can. And I was like, what's going on? Oh my gosh, I hope it's not stuck. And I opened it up and there jumped Ziggy. He also this week has carried a tomato into the bedroom and has done his usual great job of cleaning. So my pets are really funny. And so instead of finding them to be really annoying, I'm really trying to find the fun and funniness in having four animals and 16 paws. The other thing that has always been really fun for me is shopping. And, you know, this is kind of a trite thing, but especially when I've gone from grief to shopping, but bear with me a second. I found it really fun to look at shopping in a different way. And I don't think I'm ever going to go back to my old way of shopping. I have found a couple places that I really like to shop at online. I found one place in my community. Shout out to my friend Anne-Marie and AM Lux. But here's the other thing that I've done that I want you guys to think as fun. So I've been going through my closet and getting rid of a lot of shit. I've been getting through, like, I try it on and I'm using the old Marie Kondo method. Like, ugh, this is not bringing me joy. Or... I'm really not going to look any better in this shirt in December than I look at it now. And I kind of like it, but I'm really starting to pare down. But I found this thing called Thread Up. You guys might have your own uh, way to do this. But Thread Up is a community of like recycling, repurposing clothes. So I go through my closet. I actually have found a new place to shop online that I love for quote unquote, business wear, heads up, uh, I mean, waist up business wear called M.M. LaFleur. And so they have a connection with this uh, thread up. So I go through my closet. I put my old shit in a bag. I send the bag back to them. I collect these dollars. And then I get to go shopping for what is really quality stuff. For today, I bought this gorgeous sweater for 20 bucks. So fun. So let's find the fun again um, as we start pivoting, as we start thinking about moving forward in, again, this whole concept of the normal of now. And let's continue to show up for each other in communities. And as always, Let's think courageously. I'm so glad to be here. This was actually so fun. I could feel my own energy shift during uh, this podcast today. I hope you did too. I hope you have a great weekend. It's Labor Day when this episode drops. It'll be Labor Day weekend. Find the fun. Find your community. Find your purpose. Move forward and have an amazing day. Take care, everybody. Thanks again for showing up for another edition of the Think Courageously podcast. I am so grateful to all of you as my listeners, and I'd love you to take the opportunity to rate and review this edition and this episode of the podcast on your favorite podcast 
podcast player. I also want to invite you to join me in the Think Courageously Facebook community. Again, it's the Think Courageously Facebook community where about 300 women are engaged in a conversation about thinking courageously. We'd love to have you. And finally, I would welcome you to check out the Think Good Company website at www.thinkgoodcompany.com. And as always, I encourage you to step into your brave, to shine your light, and to always think courageously. Thanks again, and we'll be here and in conversation, powerful conversations next week.